0: Welcome to Agents Only, the number one place for real estate agents. You're joined by your hosts, Matt Steinway and Innie Alistair. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so incredibly excited today because today joining me is one of the very best buyer's agents in the country. And I know that for a solid fact because I have the privilege of working with her day in and day out. In a changing market, buyers become incredibly important to an agent's business. The reality is a couple of months ago, we could just open our doors and buyers would flock to it. But now they are living in a state of fear and some in hope. Fear that they'll overpay for a property and hope that they'll secure a bargain. So I wanted to speak to the very best in the business to understand how she's leveraging her connection with her buyers to create deals. Today I have with me Lauren Moore from Moore Buyers Agency. Lauren, thanks so much for joining me. Hi Amy, thank you for having me. How excited I am to have the best in the business. Like I have watched you absolutely boom over the last couple of years. And obviously it has been a bit of, you know, a challenge for a lot of buyers in this market. But just before we get started on all our tips and tricks, Lauren, what I wanted to do is give our audience a little bit of an insight into who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, great. Um, so I started more buyers agency about five years ago now. Uh, there was a really big opportunity in the Brisbane market at the time to um, launch a prestige buyers agency and really, I guess, take back some of the market share. Um, In Sydney, buyers agency has been a thing for quite some time now, but it was really still in its infancy in Brisbane. And um, having had worked in Sydney for 10 years myself in the real estate industry, um, it was was really nice watching the the bigger buyers agencies roll out there and then being able to bring it back to my hometown in Brisbane. Um, So five years ago, we started and the the company has just gone from strength to strength. It was not... um, when I started something that I really understood to the level that I understand it now. So it's been an ever-evolving beast. But um, it's it's been a really good time to get in on the upswing in
0: Brisbane as the buyer's agency space has just grown and grown and grown. Isn't it amazing, though? Because when you would have started, people would have had no idea what a buyer's agent is, right? Exactly, yeah. You know, so, you needed yeah. to educate them on that. And then you also yeah. needed to educate them on how you're going to help them.
1: Exactly. And, and people in Brisbane still don't know what a buyer's agent is. Um, And it it is a matter of educating, which you have helped me do through my social media um, stream as well. But yeah, when I started, I didn't understand the full depth of what a buyer's agent was either. And, you know, it was something that's evolved as the years have gone on. And we've really now, um, you know, nutted out our model. Um, And, and it's, it's, we sort of launched with Um, a bit of a catchphrase based around the off-market space, which has worked really well for our business, but, um, you know, that's evolved too, and what that looks like, and and how we operate in the market, um, has has is ever evolving as it is now with the market conditions slightly changing. To to you know, last year was our biggest year yet. Um, this year the the business is slightly down because there's not as many buyers out there actually purchasing. But you know, we've got to move with the market at the time, and and so we're still evolving and changing up business strategies and how we're generating leads and all of that sort of thing to, you know really
0: um, keep the business flowing. Lauren, I guess that's exactly why I have you here today, right? Because you are a business that just works with buyers, right? Essentially, I know that you work with agents in your marketplace, but overall, and there's no doubt that I guess I want our community really mastering that buyer negotiation process, understanding buyers' mindsets, how to work with them, because you do it day in and day out. And so I really wanted to give our community this chance to learn from the best on how she's working with those buyers. So when it comes to buyers right now, what are you kind of seeing? What do you transpire with those buyers? What do you really feel that they are thinking and how they're feeling about the market?
1: Well, of course, with interest rate rises, uh, buyers are, are hoping that the market's going to crash. Um <laughs> They're hoping that, you know, they're going to be able to get a steal and that, you know, a couple more interest rate rises and everybody's going to be in mortgage stress and selling their houses and that's when they're going to buy. Um, For us in Brisbane, this is the first reprieve we've had in a very long time. Um, You know, we've also got the Olympics coming. So that's a good indicator that, you know, our market is going to hold relatively steady. So Buyers are still sitting here going, oh, well, maybe I'll wait another three months. I'm like, well, actually, now's a really good time to be buying. There's still deals out there to be had. So it's it's just a matter of having the conversations and really qualifying the buyer in regards to what their, you know, their core need and desire is. And if if they have to purchase a house, why are they waiting three months if, if the
0: property is there on the market right now, just secure it? You know, it's quite funny because obviously I've been travelling doing national presentations and one of the things I say at the start is, does anybody know interest rates have gone up? (laughs) And you should see the crowd, like they kind of go like, and, you know, I kind of say, well, sex. That doesn't stop when interest rates go up. And you can see the look on their face as they ponder. I'm like, it's not like people are getting home to their husband and saying We will not be having sex for the next 12 months. And we all know what sex does, brings on new babies. And then I say death. It's not like anyone's going, you know what? I'm just going to hold out for these interest rates, right? Divorce, financial pressure obviously goes up. And debt, it obviously goes up. And I think right now, as agents, we need to get more caring and compassionate towards buyers. And we need to get more focused on helping them a little bit more. So one of the things I wanted to ask you, because obviously we've got that fear, you know, the fear of them saying, I don't want to overpay because what if the market moves further? And then we've got hope of these cheap deals and then probably coming into agents and being like giving them low offers. And we know that that never really works anyway because the vendor is not going to crash sell. Yes, we've seen a correction in the market, but we haven't seen a total blowout across Australia. You know, it doesn't really matter what state you're in. We've seen a solid correction in some markets, some are maintaining, but overall we haven't seen a complete blowout. So what are some of the top questions you're working with buyers to help, I guess, qualify them a bit more? I guess it comes back to how the real estate
1: agent acted in the boom as well, which is a bit of a full circle moment for some people, because I, I, as a buyer's representative, I feel it, you know, when the market was really hot, I was chasing agents. And I would have some agents who were being really rude to me on the other end of the phone, because they just thought that they had they had other buyers they didn't really need to work with us. But as we know, markets change. And so when that happens, then I become really important. So agents start calling me again. And, and you know, especially I had one come in just recently who actually stuffed me around on a deal quite badly at the time. And he was coming to me for um, referrals for property management. And I was like, I remember what happened. <laughs> what happened. I was nice. I entertained him, etc. but I will never forget that, you know, that, that time when it was really easy for him to be open and honest and give me feedback. And yet he sort of stuffed me around in the process. So I think it comes back down to how you present as a business for starters, because buyers in the market become vendors and they will always remember how you treated them initially in that, that first Process of whether the market is good or the market is bad, buyers still are relevant to your business. And I think some agents forget that in the process, especially when the market's really busy. Um, so what does that look like? That looks like qualifying buyers as well. Um, so the major, the major and single um, you know, largest component of my job is qualification. So the minute a buyer calls me, we, we talk about budget, we talk about why they haven't been able to find what they're looking for, um, what their goal is. And we then initially send out an email saying, okay, well, these these properties have sold within your price point. Would have you purchased any of those? And if they say no, we realise there's a disconnect really early on. And so what that then looks like is, okay, either your budget's not meeting your criteria or there's something going on. So how do we work that out? So my whole process with the buyer would be sort of similar to vendor education. Um, from the very beginning, I'm just qualifying, 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 making sure that, um, you know, we can match what they're after. That also instills a level of trust and when you know when you have trust with the buyer as with a vendor it comes to the the situation where you know you're sitting across from a vendor having a difficult conversation and you finally got a really solid offer in place and you say look Mr. Vendor, this is the offer for you. You should accept it. Um, having those conversations with buyers and gaining their trust will allow you to also, when it comes to increasing their offer, um, you know, be able to get the deal together as opposed to you know having them push back. So it's it's all about the qualification and a level of trust building, and that that also comes back to how they've experienced you in open homes, um, callbacks. All of those sorts of things is how the buyer will, you know,
0: gain trust in in the process with a real estate agent. It always comes back to service and evidence, right? There's two reasons why people won't sell and there's really two reasons why people won't buy. And it's always based on those two factors. And if you're struggling, I guess, putting those deals together, it comes down to those two words and how you can improve. little bit of a sidetrack here. I've noticed a lot of agents with the shift aren't putting price guides on. Have you noticed that? Um
1: yeah, I have. We're, we
0: st- we do a lot of auctions here. There's still a lot of auctions happening. Yeah, because yeah, it's Queensland, right? You can't really give away a price. I do know that. How well, you, do buyers feel about that? Um
1: I think they're kind of used to it. I I I mean, you can give a a price, you can give a range and you can give a guide, you know, and comparable sales. And so it's pretty indicative once you've got the list of comparable sales where they're positioning a property. Um, So yeah, buyers seem to be fine. I mean, the buyers I work with, I guide on price, I get relatively clear visibility around price from the agents I work with. Um, So we don't struggle with it. But an average buyer who has no idea, they're just wasting time. So I guess it's just educating them around if you are providing a CMA, what
0: you know what that sort of means. Yeah, because a lot of people don't even that word CNA, CMA. They wouldn't know what that is, right? As a buyer, they would have no idea. Obviously, what that means, you know, competitive market analysis. It's all around. Well, these are other sales. So sometimes even those basic real estate terms. So we've got a buyer to the property. We can see they're interested. They're still, they're still fearful, Lauren, right? They're still fearful, right? Because they're still sitting there probably reading some media headlines. They're probably sitting there going, oh, should I really buy right now? Yeah. I mean, obviously, this is your bread and butter in your life. And I've seen what you've done and how you've got deals over the line. So when it comes to negotiating with a buyer, what's really important right now, do you think? Trust. Mm buyer has to be able to trust the agent they're
1: working with it, it comes back down to you know how how you've touched them throughout the process um and it's about having those conversations at the time you know it's again has the market dropped dramatically no is is it going to drop you know that much more going forward that's crystal ball stuff what we have is here and now and this is a really good reprieve in the market compared to where we've been so you know have faith that you're buying in a good market this is the right time to be doing it i think it's just a matter of having those conversations and and also not pushing too hard the more you push the more buyers will sort of pull um they and get. <laughs> But yeah. Uh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Well. Also, just you know, I think there's a, a level where sometimes agents go in really hard on the buyer, and then the buyer sits there going, oh, "Well, I don't know if I can trust this scenario," and and so then they typically will retreat or pull away. Whereas if they feel like they trust you, then ultimately you can guide them in the right direction. I mean, that's that's ultimately why real estate agents should work really well with buyers agents because we control the whole process for them. So ultimately, you know, when I'm working with a buyer, typically we'll have them placed within about six weeks. Um, but I I may let a property go here or there that I I think I could push on. Um, and if there's just a little bit of, um, you know, a little bit of something maybe not sitting right on a particular property I'll say well let's leave this one this isn't ours and so that when we get to the one that I really want to push on then I say this is our property and then they'll make the you know they'll they'll get it done so I think it's a matter of just not pushing too much, qualifying them really well, understanding what it is they really need and using those key phrases in your clothes with them, um, which isn't necessarily too pushy, but, um, you know, will get them across the line. Like I've seen agents who, you know, good agents, they're doing okay, but the way they they clothes and trial clothes consistently. Even with me, it's like I've been in the industry 20 years. I was like, can you not do that to me? Um, And it's just like, you know, and these guys, one in particular I'm thinking of works in a really affluent area and and she's really aggressive, like really aggressive in her approach. And I just think, you know, anybody who's spending that sort of money doesn't need the aggression on the other side. Like it's going to turn them off straight away. So I, I think it's just about rounding out that, um, you know, the negotiation a little bit with buyers who may be slightly fragile at
0: the moment in the market. You know, it's so funny that you say trust. Because I think sometimes as agents, they can forget that buyers will fact check you and they will do things that you don't know that they'll do. And there was a really funny story out recently a buyer had told me about. And long story short, you know, the agent had told him deadline deal. We've got the other buyer flying in from China. You've got two hours to put your last offer forward. He's coming to the property tonight and if you don't put your best and final offer in, this won't be yours, right? So the buyer went and sat outside the property. Crickets, Lauren. There was no Chinese buyer, right? So trust is really important, you know, and I guess it's another thing that is really scary and I don't know if I should tell you this, but for today, obviously I wanted to do some research. And, you know, make this as powerful as possible for our listeners. And according to data science, 48% of buyers are not responded to on property portals. Oh, of course. You know. And so something that you can quickly fix is getting back to them rapidly, you know, making sure you've got an auto-replying process. Any buyer that comes into the business, call them, message them, text them, get, you know, speed is important. Sometimes I think people just think right now that if they just open up the door still, that buyers will come and it's about getting back to them quickly. Because at the end of the day, the only reason why a buyer purchases a home is because they loved it that little bit more than the other person they competed against, you know? And they've got to fall in love with it. It's their property, you know? So I think that's incredibly invaluable. If there's anything that you think that an agent is doing right now, what are you seeing some of the, I mean, you just said one, being aggressive, but what's the biggest mistakes to avoid, do you think, right now?
1: I think there's different models of agents. Like agents work differently. Some work their buyers really well and and they typically tend to be agents who have a team underneath them. So, um, you know, if you've got, you, you might have a lead agent, then you might have, you know, a co-agent, then you have somebody working the buyers or, you know, admin. They tend to be the ones who are really closing all the deals at the moment, the ones with the really good customer service model. Um, and then you have agents who just focus on listings right they just uh, focused on prospecting listing and running their campaigns Um, so it it typically tends to be the ones that are doing the full circle of the buyer process as well that are are really closing a lot of deals at the moment like I had an agent um, just say to me the other day we were in I was in on a I'd taken him into a listing presentation and he was saying that he had just closed four properties within the four days, you know, so the market is still transacting and it's transacting well, but he does really do that model of, um, you know, he's got a co-agent who they effectively do all the open homes together. That co-agent then does all the buyer inquiry. He does all the vendor, you know, feedback, et cetera. And then they've got to other people who work on the business in the background Um, and they're closing a lot of properties right now and they're listing a lot of properties as well so I think it's about really understanding how your your core model in your business is working and um, and fine-tuning those those parts that aren't necessarily incorporating the buyer into that process and just making sure that you streamline that a little bit at For for this particular market because they tend to be the agents who are listing and actually selling
0: I love it well ladies and gentlemen you have just heard from the incredible Lauren Moore who is absolutely dominating it as a buyer's agent in Brisbane and I can't thank you enough for your time I do know how busy you are and you've just added immense value to all our listeners so have an awesome day and until our next episode we'll see you soon Thanks, Amy. For more information and exclusive access to Matt Steinway's Bulletproof Listing Strategy and Prospecting Systems, along with Media and Marketing Schools, visit www.agentschool.com.au.